In this quick session, I want to emphasize a little bit how the AI business models uh, are evolving and uh, how the AI ecosystem is actually uh, developing right now. It's quite interesting because uh, it's very uh, important to notice that most probably uh, the business of AI is the next uh, platform, the next huge platform that we were looking for. And this might turn into really a multi-trillion dollars platform. And this is extremely interesting because for the last years, we are uh, all been looking for the next platform after mobile. Because let's remember that um, you know, after the internet, then we got the, the, the mobile web with the duopoly that right now is dominating it, which is comprised of uh, Apple and Google, which through iOS, Android, but mostly really Apple is the strongest one uh, in these uh, in this business platform. And the most interesting thing is this has become really a multi-trillion dollar uh, ecosystem that is powered by the, the whole uh, iOS uh, ecosystem. So when we look at uh, the AI ecosystem right now, it's uh, very uh, probably easy to guess that uh, this is going to be the next uh, multi-trillion dollars um, business platform. Uh, we have been looking at various uh, platforms like you know the blockchain, which has proved actually uh, quite failing in terms of um, developing uh, developing commercial use cases and then we've been looking at uh, AR VR which uh, right now probably are very early but instead when we look at the AI right now it has uh, leaped forward very very quickly so uh, just for for a little bit of a quick context of course uh, neural nets uh, are not something new uh, this uh, you know people and scientists have been playing with the with the neural networks for for decades and uh, you know already in the 70s and the 80s we had a, ba a boom about uh, around the ai but then it didn't turn as a you know it, it plateaued meaning that uh, ai applications didn't turn as successful as uh, we thought and uh, after many many plateaus uh, and after many uh, tries um, trials and fa failures of um, of building successful ai tools actually uh, the in the late 2010s, things have changed uh, dramatically, especially after 2017 with a paradigm shift of AI, uh, which moved toward uh, you know transformers, which have been uh, which has been the main architecture behind the generative models like GPT, uh, uh, you know stable diffusion, and all the other uh, models that we have uh, so far, uh, which are which are many. So it is very interesting and important to understand how um, the next steps of this evolution will uh, will look like. And uh, as a reminder, again, uh, 2017 going forward, uh, AI that uh, was doing uh, small stuff and really probably a turning point for the AI uh, that uh, proved that actually could work at scale was probably uh, 2012 with uh, ImageNet, uh, which uh, you know was one of those applications that um, opened up the, the um, research into the business world uh, of AI and then uh, OpenAI uh, which started um, I think if I'm not mistaken in 2014 uh, as, a, as a research lab and then it turned uh, I believe in 2019 into a for-profit organization uh, it's quite interesting to look at these, uh, this evolution as well because OpenAI started as a, as a research lab so it was looking at the AI uh, primarily as, a, as a, you know developing a sort of a foundational model that could be used uh, for uh, as a sort of general purpose intelligence uh, with the aim of looking at uh, at uh, AGI meaning uh, general intelligence uh, over time of course we don't know if uh, this is possible or not if um, 
what kind of changes we're going to look at uh, uh, society when we're going to get this sort of evolution. But it was actually interesting to look at uh, this evolution from the OpenAI standpoint. So if we look at the story of OpenAI, which is uh, the, the research lab turned into a for-profit organization that launched a GPT, um, actually, uh, again, things changed uh, drastically because OpenAI uh, changed from a research lab in 2014 to actually um, a for-profit organization in 2019, which showed that actually uh, OpenAI uh, was transitioning its mission and it understood that actually needed a lot of capital from uh, private investors to actually pursue commercial applications. For instance, in uh, I believe in 2020, Microsoft is uh, the main partner of OpenAI. Uh, Microsoft invested, I believe, billions and um, uh, right now there are various partnerships going on between like Microsoft and OpenAI. So Microsoft is the company that is well positioned uh, more than any other tech company in uh, taking advantage of uh, the the, the, the uh, playground, the AI playground that has been uh, built by uh, OpenAI. But, you know, as a commercial person working in the field uh, for a few years, uh, you know, I can tell you that uh, the, the turning point for me has been probably 2019 when uh, I started to see uh, actually 2019 and 2020 when I started to see that uh, GPT, especially GPT-2, uh, made sense. Uh, it started to generate like um, interesting stuff. Still, it wasn't uh, uh, as great, uh, but it could do uh, much more uh, stuff, especially when it comes to uh, content generation, copywriting, and indeed we saw the rise of uh, multi-billion companies on top of it. For instance, if we take companies like uh, CopyEye or like Jasper, those are companies that are already worth billions, and also OpenAI in the in uh, 2022 uh, has been valued at uh, over 20 billion dollars so if you think about it this is already a multi-billion dollar ecosystem so how this will how this ecosystem will look like in the future so uh, let's look at the hypothesis of having um, three layers for this ai ecosystem you got a foundational layer for the AI ecosystem where uh, actually uh, the foundational layer is made by general purpose uh, uh, models uh, generative models like for instance uh, uh, you know gpt or like uh, uh, the evolution of what is going to be a gpt in the future which might be uh, a, a multi-model um, generative model meaning that it might be a model that is able to uh, take as input uh, anything from text to image to video whatever so any kind of format and translate it in uh, again uh, multiple formats like image, videos, uh, text, uh, code, whatever. So if we think about it, we're going to have a huge foundational layer, which is going to made by, which is going to be comprised by a few players with a lot of resources to actually develop those foundational layers. Uh, of course, those players would be, you know, OpenAI, Stable Diffusion. We're going to see most probably like Facebook, uh, Meta, uh, Google jumping in, uh, launching their own versions on the market to make sure that they can attract as much developers as possible. Because let's remember, this is not just a game about um, AI applications. This is a game also about a cloud infrastructure. Uh, which might be uh, what has drawn Microsoft in the first place to invest in OpenAI because with the AI tools there is a lot of consumption of uh, cloud infrastructure and this determines actually this is quite interesting if you are a cloud player because imagine that if you're a cloud player and you're going to get a um, uh, whole bunch of developers uh, building on top of these inf cloud infrastructures, uh, infrastructure is the only way for you to actually differentiate on the market and avoid to be commoditized. So we're going to see the main cloud players like AWS, so Amazon, uh, Google, um, Microsoft playing a key role 
when it comes to the foundational layers with companies partnering up with companies like OpenAI or like Sable Diffusion or any other startup that is going to come to the field. So we're going to get, uh, again, a first layer, which is foundational layer, which is comprised of general purpose uh, uh, models, generative models, those models that will be multimodal. So they will be able to transform any kind of input from text to image to image to text, vice versa, text to video, whatever. So they're going to be very powerful general purpose uh, engines and models that will be uh, powering up a multi-trillion dollar industry. So this first layer, foundational layer. Then we're going to get the middle layer where we tap, for instance, as a company, uh, we, you can tap into those foundational layer to build a very specific uh, though industry-wise application. So imagine that uh, you know you work in the accounting, accounting sector, you want to build like uh, AI uh, software which is going to be able to automate most of the tasks or you can do uh, the same in HR or like legal functions. So you want to build this sort of uh, AI uh, accountant or AI uh, HR or AI lawyer which is going to be tapping into those foundational layer, uh, foundational generative models to create a very specific intelligence for a specific function of an organization. In that case, the competitive advantage of the company building, uh, building in the middle, so in the second layer, is going to be the fact that it's going to be able to combine various foundational uh, generative models together, plus adding their own algorithm to actually build a very specific intelligence. And those companies will be, will be probably worth uh, billions. This will be the new uh, Salesforce, the new uh, sort of, um, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, Salesforce, uh, Adobe, I mean, the, the new companies that can automate uh, organizations' uh, functions and will be worth, you know, potentially hundreds of, uh, of billions. And then you get you get the last layer, which is probably the layer of uh, applications, very, very specific applications. So imagine that on the same vertical, you get many uh, HR uh, fully automated tools or many legal uh, fully automated tools, um, chatbots and stuff like that. So you're going to get the applications layer where you're going to find web apps, uh, mobile applications, uh, chatbots, uh, web, um, you know, web applications, uh, again, applications for mobile, uh, chatbots, but also uh, many other things probably for, for AR and VR, because let's remember that uh, the AI is going to be probably the underlying um, infrastructure uh, that is going to enable also the creation of digital worlds much, much easier uh, in VR and much, much uh, is going to make it much simpler for AI, AR player. Uh, to actually build a real-time engine that is able to interact with the real world. So this is, uh, I believe, how the AI ecosystem is going to evolve. So it's going to evolve on, on three layers. Foundational layer, a lot of general intelligence, uh, those very powerful models which requires hundreds of billions probably in the future of capability of R&D to actually keep evolving and maintaining those models. So we're going to see a few core players probably you know here we're going to see the rise of next monopoly or like duopoly or like very like few players so oligopoly that is going to control a multi-trillion dollar market so this is going to be worth like multi-trillion dollars then we're going to see a second layer which is going to be a more specific a specialized a specialized intelligence a middle layer that is going to try to actually achieve automation in a single function within an organization so you're going to see the ai uh, HR person, the AI lawyer, the AI accountant, and those again, those will be built on top of the foundational layer. Plus, they will be build their own uh, competence, uh, specific intelligence on top of it. And then we're going to see an application layers made of uh, of probably hundreds. Um, or thousands of uh, smaller players that will be uh, built on top of those uh, middle layers or a combination of uh, foundational and middle layer. So this, I believe, how the AI industry is going to evolve. Uh, don't miss out. Play with it. Um, it's quite interesting. Um, so let's look how things will evolve in the future.